Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Amber Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show a proud member of Empire Media and the Empire Media Podcast Network. D-Mendy here, joined as always by Johnny Foosball, John Van Etten. John, another impressive Raiders victory. Is this for real this year? Is this finally the year? Do you really want have... me to get into it? I saw no, I mean, not really, the, but... the segment that this is going to be a whole segment later on, so I can get into it and use all 45 minutes, but... I guess I guess you want to keep it moving. I do, I do, but uh, yeah, save all those thoughts you have for later because I'd love to hear it. But also, of course, joined here by a guy who not only eliminated a pizza place off his list this last weekend, but also eliminated in his survivor pool. It's the Doc Eric Mendelson. What's going on? I know we're not supposed. This this is another talk for another day, David. I know we don't curse on here. Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Re- replay the last two minutes of the Sunday night game, okay? Do yourself a favor. Uh, yeah, that's, I knew that was coming. That's fine. That's It's all well and good. but um, No, it's you know not. What, you know what, guys? We have another gentleman here that I have to introduce the proper way. And, of course, we welcome in a man that if you talk fantasy football on dates, he'd better be in your little black book. <laughs> the author of the Fantasy Black Book series and truly the host with the most as he hosts the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast, Betting Pros, In This Ring, Wrestling Pod, and TV host of Sports Grid. This is a guy that's smooth on the mic, dapper on your TV screen, and a killer girl dad. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome in Joey. I want a piece of ya. Piece of Pia. <laughs> What's going on, man? That was a good intro. Well done, my friend. I'm very proud of you. And uh, yeah, man, thanks for having me on the show. I like the vibe already. We're off to a really good start here. <laughs> I can tell you that. And what were you doing at a survivor pool, even getting into that Baltimore game? What are you doing, Doc? It's a terrible idea. And Johnny Foosball, I'm pretty sure there was a guy in my neighborhood in Brooklyn with that nickname too, but uh, he had a record, I'm pretty sure. So it wasn't like a oh. three and two kind of record. It's a different kind of record. So Johnny, it's uh, it's nice to meet you as well. It's called rehabilitation and there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Doc, Doc, you bet on the Steelers, right? That was your... Uh, your oh, last. gosh. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to pick a... a oh, like, you bet on the, the Raiders are like six and two against the Steelers like okay. this decade. Why okay. would you ever take that pick? Okay. Because the Steelers are okay at the beginning of the season. I didn't want to save them for later. I should have just picked the Browns, okay? All right, we don't All care right. about your problems, honestly. But So, yeah, so, Joey, I mean, you're, again, hosting a crazy amount of stuff right now. So, yeah. it's uh, it's how do you balance 
all the stuff that you're doing and hosting all that you do because I feel like I was just jumbleheaded looking at your schedule. Yeah, well, you, you and me both some days. But you know what, man? It, it beats the hell out of working for a living. I'm very grateful for the opportunities I've gotten. And I've worked a ton of places. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those grinds. Like, I've been at this for more than a decade. And um, I got lucky. I got an opportunity early on Sirius XM Radio and kind of, you know, turn that into some other things and some other places. And it's a lot about relationships, but it's also about good work and producing good work and, and, you know, giving people good information, but entertainment, like this is supposed to be fun. You know, this is, I mean, sometimes we lose sight of that in some places. I feel like lose sight that this is entertainment. It's sports entertainment. And as a wrestling guy, I love that. And that's what fantasy football is. And I would also recommend not on the first date as uh, David was recommending, talking about <laughs> fantasy football, there's there's a surefire way to uh, to not have a second date. I would imagine, for the most part, you might get lucky, but uh, I don't think so. For the most part, just saying. So it's funny because we the girl we had on last week, uh, Maddie Kroll, who had their podcast, uh, a league of our own. I'm not acknowledging this comment. The league of our own <laughs> podcast. They basically try to give you the synopsis of kind of what you can say when if you're a girl and you're trying to talk with a, a guy on a date about like football and fantasy football. Mm -hmm. So they kind of give you the things that you like the, the <clears throat> cliff notes of stuff you can bring uh, up. I like that. So that made me think, I was like, yeah, I was like yeah, David, I know what you shouldn't say. You shouldn't say there are no Ravens fans that actually think they have a chance of winning this okay. game, right? <laughs> that, that, is an that was an actual quote from David. Okay, we're not here to talk about that. It, oh, you know we, what, man, we got a ton of female listeners and readers of the black book too. And then that, that is the, the difference with football. Football is a little bit more of an equalizer. It is a little bit more mm -hmm. wide in terms i mean especially our reach too it's crazy like i get questions from australia like we were just doing the stages i was telling you about before the show we got people from uh, i had a guy from barbados i had a guy from scotland i had a guy from england i mean it's just it's crazy how like global the the reach is right now for nfl which is really cool it's it's becoming more of a global game which is great for all of us mm -hmm. because more opportunities to talk about it but yeah man it's i mean fantasy football is how we digest the game it's like you know it's how we take it in it's how we we watch it now basically we're able to look at numbers we're able to to look about players that we would have never looked at normally just for right. watching games like who knows like the Ernest Johnson right or or players like that 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 player is not even I should possible. never have learned to Ernest Johnson yeah that's <laughs> yeah. that's another yeah that's another good we, I got burned on the Ernest Johnson in a league I, I got you no worries <laughs> I feel your pain well hopefully no pain on this episode we have a lot of great stuff coming our week one short stories stuff or fluff Time to take a dump and our obscure tight end touchdown of the week predictions. So make sure you stay tuned for all that. After we'll go to our question of the week, which current coach would you want to play for if you were in the NFL? And always, as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! Some headlines we're going to cover first before we kind of dive into the juicy stuff here. And started, I want to start with the quarterback position. There were so many injuries this past week that I had to kind of clump them up into positions. So Tyrod Taylor going out with a hamstring injury. He's expected to miss potentially up to a month right now, replaced by Davis Mills. It's been announced Deshaun Watson is not going to be activated. So Davis Mills going forward. You also have, of course, Andy Dalton, who right now is looking doubtful for this Sunday, according to Ian Rapport, a bone bruise on his knee there. Then you also have Carson Wentz, who's got the uh, injuries to both his ankles it's not just one but two gonna undergo further testing see actually On, how long only he him. <laughs> yeah of course and then Tua injuring his ribs but he's expected hopefully to be playing this week so joe i want to go to you first 
which is the most fantasy relevant, whether it's oh. it's for the team's offense going to get worse or better? Or like, where, where are we? What are we doing with these? Well, in terms of like the draft capital that you've got, um, the positive one is, is actually Andy Dalton, because the more Justin Fields we see, the better I think everything will be. The better Allen Robinson will be. You know, Montgomery might lose a couple, you know, red zone carries here and there, maybe to Justin Fields, but maybe not as many as you think as they try to protect that asset. I thought all along they were trying to just get Justin Fields to start week four against the Lions. That's They needed Andy Dalton to play against the Rams. They needed Andy Dalton to go out there and play uh, this week against <clears throat> the Cleveland Browns. That's what they were trying to do. I think they were just trying to get Andy Dalton through those games. And clearly that looks like that's going to be in doubt. So Justin Fields almost on the positive end is is potentially a good thing uh, for that offense, especially for Darnell Mooney too. Uh, the Wentz one is tough because the Wentz one, you saw some moments there from Pittman. You see Pascal be good. Um, Taylor's been up and down a little bit. I think that when you're downgrading from Wentz to another quarterback there, that's going to be troublesome. Uh, obviously the Tyra Taylor one, the only guy that really connects to that is Brandon Cooks. So really, Brandon Cooks has had a great first two weeks. Now you have a little bit of question, especially with Mills in the short week this week. That's really tough. Now, the good news is you could probably trade for Cooks really on the cheap because I'm mm -hmm. sure there's panic mode and he's got some good stats and maybe somebody thinks, oh, I can kind of sell him off, but maybe you should buy him on the cheap and just see because somebody's probably going to catch the football. I don't know how much of it, but probably some of them. And the 201 is tough because I got a lot of Jalen Waddle shares and Brissett is okay. Like, we forget, like, Brissett played for the, you know, the Colts for a whole season. He was okay. He was serviceable. And that game was already done, basically. I mean, from, from the first, you know, coin toss, that game seemed to be over down there against Buffalo. So I don't want to take too much out of that game. <clears throat> but I think overall, in terms of fantasy stock, it's the Wentz one, I think, that hurts the pieces the most. Because then you can't move the football. Yeah. And if you can't move the football, that takes away the opportunity to score. And I think that's a problem. And look, they're traveling to Tennessee. And Tennessee has another, I hate to say must-win game, but it's kind of a big game for them after losing that first one. Yeah, I mean, Zach Paschal had scored touchdowns in multiple weeks. Michael Pittman <laughs> kind of was looking like he was the guy that people were hyping up in the offseason. And now it's kind of all going down the toilet with Jacob Easton starting. And on the, the Texans front, Brandon Cooks, is he like the most disrespected guy ever in NFL history? He gets like a thousand yards every single year. And no matter, I mean, he's played with a lot of good quarterbacks, but I feel like now his values an all time low. Uh, so, I mean, maybe Davis Mills is the next Justin Herbert. Who knows? But I feel like whoever replaces Tyrod Taylor always ends up being a, a stud, poor Tyrod so. Taylor. I mean, I just want to say that guy that happened in Cleveland at all. Dude. <laughs> oh God. I mean, between Cleveland, between there, between Buffalo, I mean, I just want to send the guy an edible arrangement or something. I just feel it's like <laughs> poor Tyrod Taylor just can't catch a break. He was playing well the first two weeks. Mm -hmm. That's the worst part. Poor guy. Just oh, sucks. Yeah. Doc, I want to ask you something. I want to go to, to the running backs here, and I want to talk about the 49ers since they're your team. And they brought in some names. And when I say some names, they brought in TJ Yelton, Duke Johnson, Lamar Miller, just to name a few in the wake of the Raheem Mostert <laughs> season ender. Jamichael Hasty's going to miss multiple weeks. Trey Sermon's in the concussion protocol. Uh, I'm scared anybody. That's Don't forget Jeff up. Wilson already on IR. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand how so many players can get hurt for one team. What is there any 49ers running back? Obviously, of course, Elijah Mitchell is expected to play, but there needs to be a, there's going to need to be another running back there that you'd expect to get some touches. Who is the running back you feel most confident if you had to pick one? I mean, Elijah Mitchell is the only one that probably has a chance to play this week, but I don't think he's ever going to be a four down back. He's 5'10", 200 pounds. I mean, I think what we'll see is probably a, a pretty run or 
you know, short passes. They might have Debo do some end arounds. So probably give some short passes to use check. They'll probably sign one of the guys that they're working out now, but they'll probably just have more game management and try and get an early lead and kill the clock with the defense. I mean, the 49ers are two and zero, but their offense hasn't looked really great. Their defense has been good, keeping the Eagles in check and getting a special or a defensive touchdown against the Lions. Lesson yeah, learned: I mean, don't ever, don't ever use your fab on a 49ers running back. That's what I was trying to tell everyone last week. There you go. I well, I did like the counterintuitive, and I went for a hasty thinking. That's what I did. That's what I did. That's what I did. I was telling everyone to get Jeffrey Wilson Jr. for zero dollars and stick him on IR. Yeah, that's what I was telling everybody. To. We're we're getting closer and closer to that being a relevant thing. <laughs> so there's no love in this room for uh, Jaquiz Patrick. I think I said his name right. 156 yards on 31 carries and a touchdown for the Bengals this preseason. Knowing him, they're going to put him on special teams first. I I thought I was going to be impressed if those are real stats, but then the minute you said preseason, I was like, oh, there's a reason I didn't know who he was. Yeah, it was actually a Pop Warner game from 2018. (laughs) That's what it was. You know what? I got a lot of sermon shares, and it was so terrible because of the same play that Sermon looked good on a run. He got clocked. And it was just like, well, oh, he looks really, oh, no. It was like this horrible moment where you had that glimmer of hope for a split second. And for the sermon people out there, and I took a lot of sermon questions this week, guys, I would say if you can practice patience, practice it. Because somewhere in the next few weeks here, somebody is going to have a shot at this mantle. So because Jeffrey Wilson is still not going to be available yet, and Mostert is gone. So in a weird way, you're going to see sermon drop the ton to the waiver wire. If you've got like, depth there in a deeper league or something you could stash go ahead and stash him like what do you have to lose over the next three four weeks to figure that out but somebody's going to show out there and i don't think it's hasty but you're right guys i mean it's it's a cluster anyway and that's san francisco backfield and you know uh, eli mitchell i was just trying to like i was trying to pump the brakes people want to spend half their fab the whole year i was like guys let's just calm down a little bit with the eli mitchell stuff but people don't want to hear it man they go nuts it's like malcolm brown last year the 49ers haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher since 2014 with Frank Gore. So I'm like, look, he might have a couple of good games, but he's not going to be that RB1 you're expecting rest of the season. They've had like 2,600-yard rushers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, lastly, we'll get the wide receivers here. Will Fuller's back in Miami. Obviously, you get an injured Tua or Jacoby Brissett, so I don't know if anybody's pumped to play him this week. You also have Jarvis Landry, who's going to be out at least the next three weeks. I think he was put on short-term IR today with a sprained MCL. So Odell Beckham's supposed to be back, but is there anybody in this Cleveland passing game? Or are you looking at Anthony Schwartz? You know, people were hyping him up last week as a sleeper and he didn't get a single catch. Uh, obviously, maybe David Njoku, or uh, is there anybody that you're He's excited? He's the People's to... Jones, David. Oh, got it. Of course, the, the People's, people's Jones. Jones. He's a man of the people. And he's Joe, is there anybody the, that you're interested in starting? Yeah, Kareem Hunt, I'm interested in starting. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what I'm interested in starting this week. In a, in a week, in a week. Where running backs are all dying like flies. <laughs> I mean, why not Kareem Hunt as a flex or an RB2 if you have to this week? Because in this matchup in particular, you would think that he would get a fair amount of run because of those questions in the passing game. And even if Odell plays, how healthy is he? How many snaps is he going to take? So, mm-hmm. um, look, they can win this game, just hand the ball to Nick Chubb probably. And that's what I imagine they're going to do, which is why I love Nick Chubb all year going into the year is because that is this Cleveland Browns offense, whether you like it or not. Uh, Schwartz has some talent. I think he's fun. I just, he's not hundred percent either. So I think it's very difficult to start throwing darts at all of those guys. I think Hooper and Njoku, one of the two of them is probably in line for a decent game. If you want to try to stream a tight end this week, or if we had some kind of issues there, or even DFS, maybe you can get something out of those guys. 
But Kareem Hunt is the guy I think is the biggest beneficiary in this current climate with Landry being out because Hunt stylistically is more of a possession guy the way Jarvis Landry was. And I think that fits better. Plus, Hunt is a guy you can line up in the slot and mm -hmm. play that role a little bit. And he's shown you that many times in the past. He's very good at that. See, Joe, I know that's how I know you're a good host because you already gave a teaser to a later segment. And the people are now, see, that's why, that's why I invited you on. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> but, of course, if you enjoy hearing Joe talk about or teasing about our future content here, just enjoy all the content we have at Triple Play Fantasy. And if you want to hear more of what we got, please check out all the great things going on on our network. We've got our baseball and basketball podcast. We've got the Super Fantasy Bros, Between the Seams with Marty and Mac, the Tripwire. Of course, the shorter content, we've got Coaches Corners, Fantasy Foodies, Movie Minutes, our player interviews, Ryan Clark joined me yesterday where it was really fun. Got to talk to him before Monday Night Football. If writing's more your style, go to our website, tripplayfantasy.com, where you'll see tons of great articles from our talented writers and get all the know-how at Trip Play Fantasy on Twitter. But if you're looking for a podcast that has you answering the door when unsure lineup decisions come a-knocking on your front door, then you yank that son of a gun open and Sparta kick them out in the street. Look no further than this podcast right here. Why, I'm telling you. You're, they're kicking the unsure lineup decisions into the street? I'm kicking the unsure lineup knocking? decisions. Or are we I'm, knocking I'm, at the door? No, no, no. The unsure lineup decisions are knocking at our door, and we're Sparta kicking them out in the street. Just like we have a boot like Ken or Son. Is that how you say it uh, for soccer? Ken or Son? Those two guys? And he's I don't watch soccer. John, you're <laughs> Ken, what are you talking about? Th never Ken mind. Or Son? Never mind. I, that's, I, I thought that was, those were soccer players. Anyway. Ken? Uh, are they two different people? Or is they're, it one they're two guy different people. like Kennerson? This they're is the longest plug ever. ever. No, yeah, we're done. Uh, if you're watching the live version, we're not going anywhere. If you're on the podcast version, we got to pay our bills. So we'll be jumping into week three preview right after this quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. So starting off with our first segment here. Cool story, bro. Delayed sound effects here. So it's our short story time. And this could be a victory lap, a surprise that caught you off guard, something this is a safe space if you want to come clean about something. Uh, this, is, this is where it all happens. So, Joe, what is your short story from week two? Well, I got two short stories just to prove that I'm human after all. Uh, I got cut as week two in an expert guillotine league. I'm not too happy about it. Uh, Antonio <laughs> Brown put up a big fat zero. Uh, it's, of course, it's like it's 17 teams or whatever it was. And, but it was it was terrible. It was embarrassing. It's awful. So, you know, we're all human. We all sit in the loser's lounge sometimes. But I did have a lot of Tony Pollard everywhere. And I Ooh. had to play Tony Pollard everywhere this week. And that worked out well. And... I came to a realization somewhere around mid-August. I said, if I keep telling everybody that Ezekiel Elliott is not as safe as everybody thinks he is, and he's had six years in the league, and it's time to really kind of reorder our brains about Ezekiel Elliott a little bit and realize there's a lot more risk with all the tread on the tires, then maybe I should be drafting a little bit more Tony Pollard. So I started listening to myself, and then I started actually doing that. <laughs> and so far, so good. So it's not really a victory lap so much as it feels like a good investment right now from where it sits, and Zeke will be fine. It's just... 
I couldn't get to the Zeke over Nick Chubb argument. I just I just couldn't get there. So we'll see how it goes the rest of the season. But right now, right now it looks pretty good. Yeah, I would say so. Pollard just looked like he was shot out of a cannon. He looked he does very look good, <laughs> very spry. I mean, I don't know if I'm Zeke over. I'm I'm a little scared of of potentially. I know that right now the snap share is. If a you're Zeke Elliott, you got a ninety million dollar contract. You're scared of nothing. Don't worry. That's about right. it. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, all right, Johnny. Give us your short story from week two. So this is going to seem like a no-brainer at the end of it, but let me tell you, from last week for like the first quarter and a half of this week, I was really regretting drafting Derrick Henry second. And I was, you know, the sky was falling, but, you know, we saw how that ended up. So I'm already taking a preemptive, uh, I made the best pick in the draft victory lap because Derrick Henry is still still king. Yeah, you looked pretty darn good. If you ever two. have a problem but, with but Derrick I was Henry, scared. Johnny, I was just come to me. I will scared. always, I will always talk you off any Derrick Henry ledge for the last <laughs> two and a half years. I've been doing it. <laughs> in the first in the first time. quarter. Dalvin Cook already had ten points, and Derrick Henry was sitting on like two. And I was like, no, I, I did it. I I lost my championship with my first pick. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have done that, Joe? Would you have taken Dalvin uh, or uh, Derrick Henry over Dalvin Cook in a in a standard league? In a standard, yeah, sure. With a touchdown equity, absolutely. And and look, you know, let's not pretend like Dalvin Cook hasn't been hurt in his career. I mean, mm-hmm. he, was, he was hurt twice last week. Uh, so it, it, that's always the thing with Dalvin Cook. It looks great. It's fantastic. But at the same time, there's that injury variable that exists. And Derrick Henry is not of this earth. And I know everyone was worried about, well, the workload and the 2,000 yards. But you have to look back. Early in his career, he didn't have the same workload a lot of other guys had. And same thing can be said in college, too. He didn't get every single carry in college. Those are the running backs that always got it. Like Saquon Barkley now, you're kind of seeing that, right? Saquon Barkley was the guy who's had every carry since he was 12 years old, probably. And now it's catching up with him a little bit in terms of, you know, the knees and some other things physically, right? Derrick Henry hasn't quite been that necessarily in his college career, nor has he been that in his first two years in the pros. So this is just, we're witnessing history here with him. And I don't know how much longer he can do it, but I'm pretty sure he could do it this year again. Like if he finishes shy of 1500 yards, I think it'd be disappointing, but I think he's going to get at least to that range. And you got to think 15 touchdowns are well within reach too. Yeah. I mean, again, who knows when it's going to end, but it still looks like this year he is going Enjoy to be the, the Derrick Henry. Exactly. <laughs> Doc, what about yourself? So I'll start out by saying I, I was right after John's pick and I took Zeke third in a non-PPR league because I just can't do Dalvin Cook like he we already saw he's gonna get you, it hurt I on um, the chef yeah I so I was wrong about two teams I was panicking hard for the Ravens and the for the Packers after week one things look to have right the ship for a little bit I will say my Falcons could be the worst uh team in the league and get the number one your pick. Falcons why are you blaming them? You're not a fan. <laughs> my, 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 Fal- my Falcons that I have bet heavily against um, okay. look like they could be having the number one pick. So, Yeah, we'll see about that. Mine's really quick. I was up 14 in one league against Aaron Jones, and I was debating whether or not to stay up for Monday Night Football. And I got the two notifications on my phone that he caught two receiving touchdowns pretty early on, so I slept very nice that night not having to stay up and sweat it out the whole game. So. That was that was my short story, and uh, very nice and quick. But let's go to our next segment, and that's what we like to call stuff or fluff, and I still have not figured out what the right sound effects on my soundboard are for those, so I'll have to figure that out another time. But stuff or fluff, so how this goes 
is obviously if I read you a statement and you think it's true or there's something behind it, it's some stuff, or if you think it's a bunch of marshmallowy fluff that we shouldn't buy into, then you got to let the audience know. So our first one here, Rob Gronkowski is going to be a top <laughs> five tight end. And I'm not, this isn't a hot take show. Like I'm not saying he's going to be the number one he's tight end. He's already top five just because he has well, the four touchdowns. Well, like I he's guess, number one right for now. For the remaining so weeks. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I've top but five I tight end. He's kind of cemented there because there's only so many touchdowns tight ends get. So <laughs> That's true. So Joe, do you think Rob Gronkowski, when it's all said and done, will be a top five tight end in 2021? I think I do. Uh, and I'm a New England fan for many years. Before Tom Brady, I go back to the Drew Bledsoe years of Curtis Martin and Chris Slade and, and those guys. Um, watched a lot of Gronk. Gronk looks rejuvenated. I think that year off really did him some good. And what's so fascinating to watch now is he's not nearly heavily as heavily used as he was in that Pats offense because they had to rely on him. He was their best weapon. He's not. He's not their second, their third I guess he's their fourth best weapon when you consider it. And that's kind of stunning. So really it becomes this thing where how do you match up against Gronkowski in the red zone now? Because you got three wide receivers, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, and Chris Godwin, you got to account for. And it's just, it's impossible. So Gronk is going to be that. And this was my whole danger. I kept saying, like, if you're not going to get Kelsey, if you're not going to get Waller, Kittle scared the crap out of me this year for good reason. I would just wait on tight end because the the dangerous thing was that middle ground is the guys like Andrews, the guys, you know, Hawkinson's been good, so I don't want to take anything away from him. But there was that that weird middle that felt that people felt like, oh, this is warm and cozy here. This is going to be good. I'd rather just take shots, take shots on Janu, take shots on Gronk, take shots on this guy. See if you hit one of them, because if you do, what an incredible win that is. And I guarantee you that people have Rob Gronkowski. Most of those teams are 2-0 right now. I'd love to see that stat. Like, across the board, I don't know how we could find that. Teams that have rostered Rob Gronkowski, what is their their record right now? But if you look at rest of tight end, like you guys are saying, it's, it's not great to begin with. And mm-hmm. Gronk is fresher and looks better than he has in in quite some time mm-hmm. and i i think going forward you know tom brady feels comfortable always with rob gronkowski 102 touchdowns later so i don't think this is going away anytime soon and i don't know how you stop tampa right now i really don't i don't know how you do either especially <laughs> they've got a good defense as well and if you look at it i mean robert tunyon last year showed you if you get a lot of touchdowns but necessarily not even a lot of targets right. that doesn't matter if you're getting a lot of touchdowns at position that like kind of johnny was saying and you look kind of further in the, in the data here, too. Both Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard each have one target in two games. They both have less than 20% of the snaps played each in two games. Uh, they're not getting on the field. And so you have Gronk pretty much taken all, all these snaps at tight end, even if he's not scoring two touchdowns a game like he has the last three games, if you include the Super Bowl. You know, <laughs> if he's getting four for 50, that's, that's a, probably a – you're probably a top 12 tight end just from that, honestly. He's, so. he's already set the base with four touchdowns. Like, he really doesn't have to do much for the rest of the season to be top five. There you go. Well, let's move then to one that maybe, unless, Doc, do you disagree? No, I was going to say, I mean, Mark Andrews, like, that's has been his career is minimal receiving yards, but a lot of touchdowns, sneaking in his tight end three or four. Gronk is doing that this year. All right, then let's go to the next one here. Saquon Barkley is a buy candidate. What do we think? I'll, Johnny, I'll start with you for this one. I think this is is very true. We knew he wasn't going to hit the Use ground. the right verbiage. Literally running. Things. No, stuff. I did that all last week it's and you stuff, didn't notice. It's stuff, Johnny. I did stuff, that all last week and you didn't say anything. Come on, Johnny. You got, can't ruin the bit. <laughs> You're a veteran now, John. You're supposed to do this the right way. 
But, um, yeah, I mean, we knew he wasn't going to hit the ground running and be his old self right out the gate. We knew it would take some time. So this is perfect. You know, the owners are already panicking. You know, he's not living up to his name. You get him at a discount, and he starts to heal a little bit better. He had a short week last week, too. People forget that as well. You know, he didn't really even have a full week to heal up. So I really think moving forward, he's going to be more confident in his leg, and it's it's just going to be be – Clear sailing, clear running. Doc, are you on the same page? And is it stuff uh, or fluff? Is it stuff or fluff? It's fluff. It's true. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm still worried about Saquon. Or then it's fluff. Like I, I'm not a Saquon believer. You take away that 41 yard run, and he had 12 for 16. So if you take that away for the season, he has 22 carries for 42 yards, but less than two yards of, per carry. A lot of running backs live on the short gain, short gain, long one. That's short you game. Want. You want them short. to get the long one. I'm happy he got the long one. Yeah, but I'm not going to bank on him to get a 41 yard care or 41 yard run every game. The Giants' offensive line looks awful. The game script I think favors them probably being down in a lot of games and having to pass. And I think they want to see what they have in Daniel Jones. They already know what Saquon can do. His ceiling. I think they gave obviously Kenny Galladay a big contract. Sterling Shepard has looked good. Evan Ingram hopefully is back this week. I think they want to see what they have in Daniel Jones to see if he's their future or not, because they're going to have to make a decision about that soon. All right, Joe, you're the tiebreaker. We got one-to-one. What do you think? I think it's stuff. I I think it's stuff, and here's why. Because the next three games, you get the Falcons, Mm -hmm. you get the Saints, you get the Cowboys. So you're going to know in these next three games. So if you make a deal for Barkley, you could possibly go 3-0 over those next few weeks if he does get back to where he's supposed to be. And, And let's also keep in mind this, and... It's the same thing. I actually did the show this morning. Um, <clears throat> Kyle and myself, we had Jamie Eisenberg on. We were talking extensively about Barkley and Gibson. And we're all talking about how, well, you know, the Giants had to come out this year in weeks one and two and play, you know, two games in five days, basically. That's a lot for a guy coming off ACL injury, but it's also a lot for any young running back. So if you're, you know, you shouldn't be surprised necessarily that Antonio Gibson has been a little slow out of the gate, too, in terms of usage. It's whether or not these next few weeks that starts to change that will basically determine their value and i think the giants plan all along was always to be very careful medically speaking of these first two games because that's a lot of stress in a short period of time between the turnaround the practice time the preparation time for these games now is when after a full you know week and a little bit more of rest this is going to be a much clearer picture against the Atlanta Falcons of what Barkley you're going to get the whole year and personally i'd like to be buying that version to see because i think you can get it cheaper than you realize because I think there is panic. There was already a depressed mm-hmm. draft value. So to me, Saquon is that guy that is there's not a lot of league winners out there. If Saquon's right and you get him at the right price, that's a potential league winner. And it might be fluff. He might at the end of the day just not be good this year. And it might be a whole weird season where he's just kind of finding himself again and Doc could be correct. But the upside there is a league winner. And I think that's the thing that I'm willing to risk. I'm not risking it on so like I don't think Zeke's a league winner this year. I think Saquon could be, and I think that's the difference too. So that's where I end up kind of going to the other side of this one. And I've put a couple of feelers out there for some trades for Saquon already because mm-hmm. of what's coming these next three games. Yeah, and just to echo what, what Johnny and Joe were saying, like I didn't invest too much Saquon, but I'm trying to buy as much as I can right now. I mean, again, it hasn't looked great the last two games, but according to Football Outsiders, both the Broncos and Washington rank in the top half of Team DVOA against the run this season. Denver number five, allowing 67.5 rushing yards a game. You look now at the same statistic, the uh, the or not even the same statistic. The Falcons 
through two weeks have the second most rushing yards allowed per game at 173 and rank in the bottom 10 in terms of DVOA against the run. So like Joe's saying, I think you'll know if he's right after this game. And this is something like, yeah, you have two people that are, are sitting there just freaking out after these first two games against two very good defenses. So this might be the cheapest you can get him. Uh, so that, you know, that's that's what I would do. But, but don't you think owners knew that, like going into drafting Saquon, like, oh, he's going to have a first couple rough weeks. Like, I mean, if no. you can find someone that's you, panicking, you, but I feel like that was something that was talked assume- about. You can't assume anything about anybody, especially if it's being smart, Eric. Come on. Well, that, <laughs> I, I think it's more to the point is you just you have a lot more casual fans than, than you realize. Yeah. And 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 we're all sitting here doing this all day, right? But mm-hmm. most people aren't. They 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 see the name, they draft him, they hear about the injury, like, oh whatever, he's gonna play. Okay, great. And then the first two weeks aren't good and they panic. It's the same thing. After week one, you know how many Ezekiel Elliott trades that were floating around there? The the mm-hmm. overreaction to early things. It's just September. Now, right. if it lingers into October, that's when you start to really worry. You know, if Tony Pollard starts really eating into Ezekiel Elliott's share to that extent come, you know, mid-October, that's going to freak a lot of people out, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to make me laugh. But I think those two things <laughs> right there, it, it's it's trying to evaluate the player in the moment, and I think right now, especially teams that have Saquon or 0-2, and when you're staring at 0-2, you start to panic, and you have a player who hasn't looked good, who's your star player, who's your number one pick, you start to panic, and therefore the right deal can pry him away. And on most other teams, he is more, he becomes their RB too. And what a huge win for your fantasy team that could potentially be. That's the other side of this coin. The team that's getting mm-hmm. Barkley, you know, chances are, you know, if they had a Aaron Jones or something like that as a first round pick, they're adding Saquon as their second running back from whatever depth that they've got. They're trading Daryl Henderson and a wide receiver or something like that and getting Saquon. And let me tell you, those deals are happening right now. I'm seeing them happen. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I want to bring up another hot name running back here, and this one hits deep in my soul. Joe, I, I don't know if you're a huge CEH truther like myself. Right now, yeah. I'm kind of putting my head in a hole right now. <laughs> just say fan, David. You can just say fan. Okay, you whatever you want to interview. I have my head buried in a hole right now after two games. Is this the real CEH? Will the real CEH please stand up, or has he already been standing? And we're just kind of now seeing it like for the first time because first game, I think you're a little encouraged. No one other running back carry was awarded in the entire game. He got all the targets in the passing game. He was in for some goal line packages. This game against the Ravens, he got zero looks in the passing game. Had his goal line work taken from Daryl Williams. What the? I'm not gonna curse. What the heck do we do right now with Ceh? Is there better uh, days ahead? Uh, I wish I could say there's going to. Uh, there's probably gonna be better days ahead, but I don't think there's gonna be consistent better days ahead. And I think what's happening is everybody was trying to chase that Kareem Hunt season during mm-hmm. the rookie campaign of or the first year campaign i should say of him starting for patrick mahomes but the problem is this patrick mahomes is so advanced now as a quarterback and he has come so far so quickly that he doesn't check down he doesn't need to he knows exactly where everybody is on the field at all times and he can make throws nobody else can so therefore he doesn't need the safety valve for that kareem huntish kind of guy that can catch the football so the the logic there was good the thing i don't think we prepared for properly was understanding that mahomes was going to advance so far so quickly that that would be a, almost like a non-issue i mean Clyde was is going to have some moments but right now i mean i would not want to have him on a roster i would be looking to make some moves i'd rather have damian harris than Clyde or lay right now rest of the season i can tell you that mm. Yeah, I mean, if, if he's not getting looks in the passing game, and I was encouraged. I mean, he was the first player, uh, I believe, to have 
over a thousand rushing yards and fifty catches <laughs> in college on uh, the same season. I remember when yeah. he was drafted. You were pulling up quotes of Andy Reid calling him the next Westbrook. And I mean, I that was the, that what, was the quote. What coach isn't going to talk good about their rookie? But you also back. had but anyway, Mahomes but anyway. requesting that he be drafted as the player for them. You also had a. The, oh, I know, best... I know the answer to that question, Johnny. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> that's true that's true oh, Shanahan doesn't give out compliments i could go on a, a ceh thing but we're, we're gonna move he on he sat here. him first week is what he did the best <laughs> running back on his roster well uh. david let me let me just say this ceh is coming back from an ankle sprain like he, i'm not he, yeah like, I, I, know. I don't we think could, we're talking enough i mean should the chiefs be worried uh no we're, we're gonna up ravens let's team. close the saying. let's close the book on the the chiefs stock here let's the go to atrocious let's go to the las vegas raiders who i want to talk about here johnny you're the you're the raiders fan you watch them yes i am in detail every single week are they for real or is this a two and oh three and oh team that at the end of the year so, is going to be nine and eight so they were two and oh last year uh but i think there's a big difference between this year and last year and the obvious one is the defense and the second one is, you know, it's easy to win when you play, you know, your game perfectly and you have a great game and there's no room for improvement. The Raiders in both games really left a lot of points on the field even, which counterintuitively I think makes you feel better because they didn't play a perfect game against Pittsburgh, but they won by nine. You know, they won Shut by up, John. Scores. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying. So this <laughs> and is I really do think week three against the Dolphins will almost tell us more about them than the previous two weeks because the Raiders, they started 2-0 last year. Then they lose to a really bad Falcons team and they just get obliterated. They, If they actually look like a team that can beat mediocre teams handily, they're for real. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, so keep an eye on them for week three then. I want to move to a different segment here because I want to get a couple of these last segments in here. And this is going to be uh, the segment that I call, I mean, there's welcome to dumpsville, all these, you know, weird things out there. So I was like, you know what? We're just going to say it's time to take a dump. Ooh, that dump ain't sitting right. I think I'm going to, I'm going to. All right. So these players, obviously these are players you have on your roster that you've kind of had, I guess for the first few weeks of the season, you're finally ready to let go of it and just dump them off your team here. So Joe, I'll go to you first. Is there a player that fits the dumpsville description for you right now? Oh, the dumpsville description. I'm sure there's a wide receiver that I feel that about. Oh, I know Marquez Callaway. I don't even Mm -hmm. think about it. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) It was a good story. It's a hell of a catch in the preseason. We all got really excited. I'm over it. Drop it again. One goose egg, I give you a pass because Alexander is about as good as it gets. A corner, two goose eggs in a row. You're dead to me. I just can't do it. So, <laughs> looking elsewhere, Marquez Callaway. I'm sorry. He's he's in dump spill for sure. He was one of the guys I had on my list as well. Uh, that one preseason game. I don't know if you. I'm in a Scott Fishbowl in my league. Mm-hmm. He uh, he went for 100 percent fab in the first run after that game. <sighs> So the guy, man, you early fab dollars. is a hell of a drug, baby, man. <laughs> yeah. You got to see these people. It's crazy. It's like I got a hundred dollars. I was spent $98 on this guy that I never heard of from St. Louis Southern state university that nobody knows. And I was like, like it, it's crazy. It's like, guys, you got a whole season to come. There's going to be a ton more injuries, a ton. Like it is just so rare that somebody week one shows up and like, I know everyone's chasing James Robinson from last year, but that that's the anomaly guys like him guys mm-hmm. like cj anderson when that, when those guys pop and they win you leagues that is not the norm typically they're just dudes out there like it's not a game-changing kind of thing 
No, I agree. And uh, I will never overspend like that for a wide receiver either. I tried to get everybody last week. If you got Eli Mitchell, trade him. Like, if you got him, there's somebody else who probably wanted him and you got him for $2 more. Trade him. Put him out there and see what you get. I I can't tell you the crazy trades people sent me that they got. I traded Eli Mitchell and I got back, um, you know, the Daryl Henderson or I got back, you know, uh, Mike Williams. I was like, what? You got Mike Williams for, for Eli Mitchell? And like, yeah, it's great. And I played him last week too. And I won. This week. It was <laughs> oh, crazy. man, that's great. <laughs> but it happens. People, you got to take advantage of the prisoners of the moment, you know, because there's a lot of them when it comes to this because they get so, there's so much preparation, so much thought. And then the first two weeks happen and everybody just overanalyzes everything. But in reality, if the Packers laid a turd against the New Orleans Saints in week seven, we would probably just go, well, that was funny, and we move on. But instead, we started asking ourselves, oh, my God, is this the end of Aaron Rodgers? Is this, is this going, is, is, he, is he trying to destroy the team from within? Like, what kind of stupid John Grisham novel are people trying to write about these things? I don't, I don't understand. It's crazy. And people just want to make storylines up if they can. There's not enough going on that football's back. They have to overanalyze. So uh, that's definitely fantasy Twitter for you. Doc, what is your dumpsville player? So I feel like for running backs and wide receivers, it's too early to decide whether you're going to cut someone or not. But Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, man, you can dump him. You can dump him. 7.36 and 13.6. He's averaged 232 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. And the game script has favored the Falcons throwing the ball, and he just looks awful. And, you know, he's going to be the starter the rest of the year, but I'd rather take a shot on a high-end backup that might have more upside than him. I mean, he just looks shot. So I I can't imagine rolling him out, starting him with any confidence. So, I mean, I feel like most people – I mean, do you guys think most people played Matt Ryan in non-two quarterback leagues? No. I don't think they, they did either. Think I do. But I, I, I wouldn't even keep him on your bench is what I'm saying. No, you're probably right. Like, he, he's probably one of those guys that got drafted in tandem. Like, well, mm-hmm. I, I'll take I'll take Burrow and then I'll back it up with this guy. Or I'll take, you know, I'll take Cousins and I'll, I'll just take two guys that I know who they are and I'll just play matchups. Exactly. Right you, you, like, built – you drafted him based on his reputation of what he's done in the past, probably over rookies that have higher upside. Um, I just – I wouldn't feel comfortable playing him at all. So, I mean, it's kind of showing this year. People talk about Matt Ryan without Julio Jones has been complete butt pretty much his whole career. An 87.7 passer rating, 41 touchdowns and 28 interceptions in 28 games. You compare that to what he had with Julio Jones, and it's a 97.8 passer rating, so nearly 10 points higher. He's also got 242 touchdowns and 99 interceptions. Just the touchdown-interception ratio is so much different with Julio Jones compared to without, and now we're kind of seeing it. And yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm comfortable even having him as a backup right now. So uh, maybe a bi-week filler is about all you want from him at this point. Johnny, who are you so, taking a dump for? Off I wasn't, I wasn't sure if this was like players who you wanted to like straight up cut or yeah, look yeah. for trades. Cause I had like a couple sort of tears because, you know, like somebody like LaVisca Chanel, I'm panic selling right now, uh, but I wouldn't necessarily cut him. But okay, then you fair, have yeah. like, Salvin Ahmed caught him. He's looking like the the third the third running back in talent over there. And then Gerald Everett, I don't think he was ever on anyone's team, but just in case. He was a he was a like a late round sleeper. <laughs> and people picked him up even last week too. Yeah, he had, he had a touchdown week one. Yeah, touchdown, for, yeah. for obscure tight end touchdown of the week in ten. Yeah, that's the week that's all you'll get. Twenty three yards over over two games is uh <laughs> 
yeah, he'll have a couple one-off movements, but he's he's not somebody that like you can consistently feel good about throwing out there as a tight end one. That's not going to happen. I agree. Well, what a good lead-in with Gerald Everett being the last part of, of the show here, because uh, or that segment, because now we have uh, we're leading into our obscure tight end touchdown call of the week. So, the tight end that is owned in less than fifty percent of ESPN leagues that you think is going to get a touchdown this week. So far, the first week we have obviously the, the members of the show and then the guest as a category. Johnny was the only one to hit the first week. He picked <laughs> Foster Moreau uh, last week, <laughs> and, and, and I also I also won credit for Zay Jones the week before. I know he's not a tight end, end but he was an obscure end. touchdown pick. He was an obscure touchdown. Yeah, pick. but you pick Zay Jones every week, so yeah. Uh, I didn't pick him last week. I picked Foster Moreau last okay, week. Well, Even a broken right. clock is right twice a day. That's right. That's yes. right. All right. Well. So, Joe, I'm going to start with you. Who is your tight end call in less than 50% of leagues that you think is going to score this week? I think Pat Fryermuth has a chance. For oh, I like week. it. Uh, yeah. Especially because if, if DJ isn't healthy enough to play, they have to spread the football around a little bit more, especially in that red zone area. So I could see that. I mean, Fryermuth is if, – if Kyle Pitts wasn't in this class, we'd be talking a lot more about Pat Fryermuth. He's a really mm. good player. Um, and right now that offense is just – in a weird place right now. Pittsburgh will figure it out. They, you know, Tom Lennon, Roethlisberger, and all those guys. I mean, Roethlisberger is another one of these malcontent guys too. He's blaming the, you're blaming the OC, he's blaming this guy. So it's like, man, you're the quarterback. Go take some responsibility and make everybody better. But nonetheless, I think Frymuth is a guy that you know, if you're not desperate necessarily, but you're in a deeper league or something like that, and you had a tight end issue or something that maybe. And I mentioned Hooper before. I think Hooper or Njoku, one of those guys. But if I'm making an official pick for for tally reasons, then give me Fryer. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And, and I'm glad you didn't take Njoku because that was my pick. Okay, I think, there you go. I think David Njoku this week, you look at Is it. Is he owned yeah. in less than 50%? Yeah. Oh, in ESPN, please. They, yeah. they can't even spell. <laughs> There's a reason. They're, 75% of people playing ESPN can't spell Njoku. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, there's a reason I, I did a, a more general site like ESPN or Yahoo or stuff like that. Oh, no. Because... Yeah, but that's where people are playing, you know? They've yeah. got millions of people there for a reason, you know? Yeah, it's not quite as in-depth. And I think in Joku, you look at Landry's out. He had eight targets in two games. And I think he's going to be the guy that they're going to look at more in the passing game with the absence of Landry. I think he's going to be the beneficiary from that. So uh, I'm going to that's, – that's my pick. And uh, last week, my pick was Jarek Cook, and he had his touchdown taken away from a penalty. So hopefully sure that did. Happen. Piss you me got, off. You, yeah. You got to see that, David. You got to be able to see that coming. I mean, he had, uh, he had, I was so worried, David, about I, – I was worried about Jonu, so I picked up Cook, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play Cook. It's against the Cowboys. It's probably good for a touchdown. I saw it. I went, yeah. And then they go, I was like, no, what are you doing? Why are you pulling that away from me? Just brutal. Just Everything brutal. lined up perfectly for him to score that week. Of course, it gets wiped out. Brutal, brutal. <laughs> Doc, who's your pick? I have David and Joku. Are we rolling with the same one, or do I have to pick another one? No, we could do the same one. That's fine. We didn't talk prior to the show. So. Yeah, I mean, me, I, as a funny one, we're talking about Hooper and Joku, but it's a Harrison Bryant touchdown day. But I'm rolling Harrison with Njoku. Bryant. All right, Njoku. <laughs> uh, Johnny, who, you were the only one that got one right last So week. we were making, making fun of the ESPN leagues, and I thought this guy would be at above 50% just by name only. I know he's injured, but they say Evan Ingram is getting ready to play, and it's a tasty matchup for tight ends. I think his, his quarterback's called Dan, Danny Dimes, so I think he gets a touchdown. All right, Evan. Yeah, I think he's he's very under on ESPN right now. So. He's like thirty three percent. I assume just by name only. Like I knew he was hurt. I assumed he'd be above fifty percent. 
All right, well, there we go. Hopefully, Johnny doesn't take a 2-0 lead on everybody here, but those are some good calls. Let's go to the next part of the show, which is going to be our question of the week. So, hold on. So, Joe, do you know where that's from? Uh, I want to say He-Man, Masters of the Universe. Oh, no. So, uh, Super Friends. No? Super Friends. Oh, that's what it was. One of those, it was one of those two, same animation studio. I was close. I was close. I thought that was like the transition in between, but all right, you got me. <laughs> But I was so confident. You was like, oh, he man is a better guess. He man, he man's a much better guess. More well known, David. Nobody's. We've heard had of too many people on the show that. No, that I was not... Super Friends, man. I remember Super Friends. So you're like one I'm of the surprised you guys like... do. I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm like your older brother. I feel like I'm like, listen, kids, you don't understand how good cartoons were when wacky races were around. Stuff. Yeah, no idea, bro. <laughs> I like wacky races. See, I mean, we can hang out. Yeah, this, that's, that's... this is a good group here. I, I like, like this group. <laughs> So our question of the week is sponsored by Monkey Night Fight. Triple Play Fantasy is an official affiliate to Monkey Night Fight, the fastest growing sports betting site in the United States. New depositors receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using promo code Triple Play. So do it, please. You'll uh, make Johnny very happy if you do. And we like to see Johnny smile yeah. here. So you Make David happy. There it goes. Johnny so looks which... like he could be a car brother, doesn't he, a little bit? He's got a little quality, like... He's like uh, one of the. I don't. He's like a. No, he's no, like a no, car no, no, cousin. No, no, no. He's like I, 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 car I got. Cousin. I, I, I got I, better I, hair. I got better eyes. Yeah. You know, oh on. no! <laughs> I, I think you're more of a car cousin. I think. That's gonna be. Well, they better start favorite. cutting me some checks then. <laughs> <laughs> Our question this week: Which current coach would you want to play for if you could pick? If you were in the NFL. All right, so Joe, you're our guest, so you're first up. Which coach well, would you want to play for? Even before last year, it was still always Bruce Arians. First of all, he's my bald brother, number one. <laughs> number two, he's just been around for all those years, man. He's just He's got the right mentality, which like, this is really important. Come here, work, and then everybody go home and have a life. And so many of the coaches aren't like that. And people thought you you have you can only win if you do it the John Gruden way, where he sleeps you know for two and a half hours and then he never sees his family for you know six months. It's like no, like Bruce Arians literally finds his assistant coaches if they don't go to like their kids' piano recital. I love that. Like that's that's reality. You know, if you have to work that hard, maybe you're not very good at what you're doing to have any time off whatsoever. But Bruce Arians also wants to throw the football. I want to throw the football. I am also a, a new coach myself. My daughter, who is nine, is playing in a flag football all-girls league for NFL flag this year, and I am the coach. And let me tell you, man, I'm definitely more Bruce Arians. Like, we, we're <laughs> out there. We're having fun. I don't have the cap yet, but I'm thinking I might have to adopt that or maybe that weird, like, Darth Vader vest thing that he's got going on most weeks. <laughs> I might have to get that into the look as well. Does your face get as red as his does during the game? No, no. I'm, I'm very Italian, and I tan very well. That's where we divide. <laughs> Do you paint? Do you paint? I feel like I heard a rumor that uh, Bruce here. Oh, then you guys. I do. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I wow. cook. I paint. I'm a, I'm a renaissance man, Doc. That's I, I love do. it. I love it. This is like we're learning so much about Joe right now. This is. Uh... I was also a former professional fight choreographer for 20 years. <laughs> True story. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel Lots like. Lots of fun stories, my friend, I can tell you. Oh, man. Well, we need to just have a part two just so I can hear mm -hmm. some of these stories next time. Uh, so, Doc, this was your question. I'll let you go next. Who are you picking? So the joking answer would say Pete Carroll because he's a player's coach and you can get away whatever you weigh with, but I would never choose anything Seahawks. On a serious one, Mike Tomlin, like obviously, yeah, you know, crazy. one of the beneficiaries of the Rooney rule, um, you know, somebody that's worked his way up. Like I feel like he keeps it real with everyone. He holds you accountable. He makes you a better human, better football player. He's never had a losing season. 
he'll stand by his players. I think he spent 10 minutes arguing with the referee that his center should not have been ejected for spitting on someone last week. <laughs> like it was literally 10 minutes out of the game. Somehow didn't get a flag for it. Yeah. And he, yeah, he got like you. He got you Bruce Arians will come yell at you for doing that. That's the kind of coach. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he was like, yeah. what, you want, moron. What's your problem? You just cost us 15 yards. You idiot. Like that's, that's all I want. <laughs> Johnny, I'm assuming you're saying John Gruden. Um, I didn't have a specific coach in mind. I just want to be coached by like a bad coach who's like not good at his job and I can stick around for a couple paychecks and not really worry too much about, you know, so playoff Meyer. games or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he, he got his boy Tebow a couple paychecks. I know it's just practice squad paychecks, but it's still a couple checks. That's what Oh, I that Charger guy, Brett Staley, doesn't look like he's long. They, they, they make 30 more penalties tomorrow. <laughs> next week, they're in trouble. Yeah, I just, oh, I just want to be able to have a long leash. I'm not super competitive. <laughs> I don't care about winning the Super Bowl or anything. You know, just get paid Johnny's a couple just times. cashing paychecks. This is great. I got to know Johnny. This is nice. Mm-hmm. We're learning about Johnny a lot in this episode too. I, as much as I hate to say it, because I'm still recovering from uh, the Chiefs' loss against the Ravens, John Harbaugh seems like he's the coach I'd want to play for. Because not only you have to be around a long time first to show that you're a good coach, but then you see him go out on the field, and I could actually they show they showed Harbaugh like on TV. Literally, you could read his mouth. Or he said, "Are we like effing going for this?" And he's like, "All right." Like he asked Lamar Jackson and went with what he wanted. So. I was like, I think he's, I think he's kind of a baby. He's always complaining to the league about something. He seems like he's not. He's a guy that like. Oh, the Patriots lined up in a formation I don't like. Do you remember when the Ravens almost released him, and then everybody, everybody's like, "Well, we'll trade a pick for you." Oh no, we're gonna sign him to a contract extension. Jk. All right. Well, those are some good selections. Let's go to the final segment of the night, and that's gonna be our game of the week. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, get get the mood right whatever game Doc's got on the docket here. So, uh, all right, Doc, we're smooth sailing. What are we playing? All right. So a lot of times we talk about where would somebody's taken ADP in fantasy, but we're going to talk about their real life draft round. So what I have is a list of players. You have to tell me which round they were selected in the NFL draft. So anywhere from first round to undrafted, I have seven here and then an eighth for a tiebreaker. Sound good? Yes, sir. Let's so go. we're gonna start. We're gonna start with Why David. Seven? John. I'm just curious. I don't know. I lucky just, seven. Yeah, Is it one each round? Yeah, maybe. Maybe you don't know what I how don't, I think. Like, so. don't blow his gimmick. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're gonna go with David, then John, then Mr. Blackbook, and then John Joe. I like that he tries to avoid saying Pizza Pia. Very nice job, Doc. Joe, Joey P. Joey P. Joey P. Sounds like a Jersey Shore contestant there. All right. Yeah. I'm from Brooklyn. So the first I live in one, New Jersey. Big difference. Uh, there we go. Wait, wait, wait. Would you ever eat pizza outside New Jersey? Uh, well, of course I'd eat it in New York, and I've eaten it in Italy. So, yeah. So, yes. There no, but, but like, there's other places to eat pizza. But, but like Maryland pizza, would you eat it? 
Uh, no, I mean, all right, you're losing this it comes game. in a square. It's the best. You're, you're losing yeah. this game. You're, no, you you're, know what? Hold on. That, you know, Chicago's pizza is a different thing. I don't even know what it is, but it's good. So I like yeah. that too. Those are so like, like, that's like a lasagna. I always say this. I always rather have, I and I and I hate to say this because I like I make my own dough. I get the whole thing. Like pizza here in my house is a big deal. But I got to tell you, like, I'd rather almost, like, if I'm going to have bad pizza, I'd rather just have stupid fast food pizza, because at least I know what I'm doing, than bad pizza place pizza that's all greasy and weird, and it's oh, oh yeah. gross. Like, Philadelphia, I went to Philly College, in, I went to University of the Arts in Philadelphia, and it, the pizza in Philadelphia, for the most part, save one place, is terrible. There's one place on 13th and Locust that's good, called Mama Angelina's, the rest of it horrendous pizza in the whole city of Philadelphia. Sorry, Phil. I love you. I'll, I'll, I'll think of that when I get uh, terrible drunk pizza this weekend. There you go. I, I look forward to that. So Joe, uh, I'm moving to, I'm moving to New Jersey next year and uh, uh, central Jersey. If you had to pick one that's spot, where I am at, <laughs> are you, uh, I'm in going to be in Monmouth County. How far oh, that's not going? too far for um, where, where you and I parents moved to New Jersey. Yeah. It's not too far. I'm uh, about like 35, 40 minutes from there. Oh man. So, we might have to Monmouth's have like that. nice. You're close to the beach and all that stuff. Very nice. Why are you doing this argument a week talking pizza? Uh, well, I just <laughs> want to know why David's moving to New Jersey. What? My like you're so is, specific. You're, my oh, your wife, wife. Is, is from there. So, uh, that was, our, she wants to move back, uh, to be closer to the beach. Like when we start having kids in the next and couple of years. where are you now? I'm in Baltimore. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd better off there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, okay. I've come around. Our park benches say "greatest city in America," and they're accurate. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I've never seen. A, I've never known a park bench to lie. Okay, well, all right, Doc. Let's. I'm sorry to get us off track. Johnny here. was saving that lineup all show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Somehow, somehow, we're going to talk about pizza and the and park benches. To Kenyon Drake, what round you got drafted in? David, oh. you start. Oh, I think. I'm going to say, I think he's either fourth or fifth. I, I'm going to say he was a fifth rounder. Okay. John? I feel, like that, I feel like that's late for an Alabama running back. Three. But I was going to go higher, but David scared me off. I'm going to go okay. four. And Joe? I'll split the difference at four. <laughs> All right. Well, Kenyon Drake was drafted in third round, so David did a good job scaring John for that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. All right. The next, we're going to stay with another running back. Mr. Carlos Hyde, John, we're starting with you. Two. Yeah, I okay. agree. I think it's two also. Yeah, it's David. 100% two. All right, well, I should have done this to begin because it is two. Get your guys' confidence a little bit higher. There's a few give me. No, I like it. knocking us down first to peg. That's, That's right. Build, it, build ourselves back up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The next one, Mr. Fab, Elijah Mitchell, Joe. Oh gosh, wasn't he the sixth round this year? I think David. six. I I hate to say it with the fit, but it's a hundred percent the sixth. Six to give it to Johnny. It's going third. <laughs> it, it it is the sixth round. I was curious of how many people have actually paid attention versus they just think that he's a guy. So I I, I thought I said undrafted. Uh, if, if you guys didn't say six. Good job on that one. The others, they're going to be You're a little welcome. bit You're welcome. I carried you, Johnny. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I should get a half point for that. <laughs> the, on top the of next, my one. I guess I point. should get a half point. Not you a get nothing. One. You get a point taken <laughs> away you, you from get zero. the <laughs> The next sleep one. Sleep on the park bench. Go ahead. There we oh. go. <laughs> David, we're going back to you. It's a gift. <laughs> there you go. Mr. Robbie Anderson. 
Oh, I know this one. I know this one. Do you really? This is the one that, uh, that actually I'm not sure of. Um, I want to say he was round two. Okay. John? He's undrafted. Oh. Joe? I don't think he was undrafted. Uh, I could be wrong, but I want to say third. He was undrafted, John. I'm, I'm, how, how'd you know? No, there was some segment while I was watching pregame coverage where him and Sam Darnold were were talking, and they said it. <laughs> well, it's not a surprise considering some of his things that he was uh, getting in trouble for here in New York. So I'm not shocked. All right, oh, so he's right. from Temple. He's from. Uh, isn't he go to Temple University when he was in college? I don't recall off the top of my head where Robbie Anderson went to school. I think he went to Temple because Matt Rule coached him at Temple, and that was like one of that the ah, that's a good, good call, good yeah. call, go, Matt Rule. John, John, you you got a perfect one so far, and we're starting you off with this one, Tyler Higby. Higby, fourth round. Okay, Joe. I want to say undrafted. And David, I'm going to split and say sixth round. <laughs> John, what are you? What are you on, man? He's a college football guy. <laughs> wait, wait, you go. found his game. <laughs> wow, nuts! No, I don't wow. think has anybody ever gone perfect at any of the games we've played. I don't think so. No, this I might be the first. So. But you, you got to get well, two. Don't more. blow I mean, it now. No, now. Well, now you've jinxed it. So yeah, I don't that was the point. That was well, the so point. so so John is five, and you each have two. So you guys can't I, come I back. Win. But we'll, we're going to we'll, finish out the last two anyway. We'll see if I can get it perfect. And we, we're right. starting out with Joe and it's T.Y. Hilton. Oh, man. T.Y. Uh, I'm going to say T.Y. was a second round pick, I think. Okay. I'm like, I'm, like 90%, I'm like 90% sure it was the second as well. And John? I'll go, I'll go first. I'll earn this perfect on my own merits. He was a third round pick, so oh. it's over. The perfect one's over. Oh, hubris! You went the wrong way. If you went the other way, that'd have been. I know. I, well, I, was, I didn't want to go second. And and to finish it out, we got Mr. Aaron Jones. Mr. Four touchdowns puts David to bed early. David, we're start with you. I think he's a fifth. I'm gonna say fourth. So I thought there was actually going to be a pattern where it was like every round, uh, but. I don't think that's actually true. I'll go. No. I'll go third. He was the fifth round out of fifth UTEP. Wow. So David, nice little late. point at the end. But I mean, John just guns the blaze and comes out well firing and wins the game. Well done. Yeah, Johnny. I mean, that five to start. Give me off. the one man cheer. I like the one man cheer. Oh, you want the one man? That's usually only for Don. No, that's mine. Yeah. I want the one person cheer. They're loyal to me. Give, give me the one. Does he win uh, a microphone? <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> yeah john use your use your win we got to get you a mic one of these days uh but anyway anyway great time uh joe we really appreciate you coming on the show tonight it was a ton of fun for us to have you uh the, the pleasure's mine you guys are super fun it's nice to go on a show where everyone's got a, a a good feel for things and is and is having fun with it and that's what you should be doing like i said sports entertainment should be a little bit more of that feel, but uh, great job, you guys. It was a great show, and uh, hopefully we help some people out in their uh, fantasy week three stuff going on. Because my goodness, there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> That's for sure. That's I mean, goodness, it's a whirlwind right now. Uh, but can you tell all the people out there 
where they can find you, what you it's do. It's probably easier not everything. to find me. I feel like most. Like I, it's like you can you can you can hide from me uh, every Saturday while I'm out coaching football. No, uh, no, you, you can uh, check me out. Obviously, hosting all the Fantasy Bros podcasts over there, all the video content and all of the pods, and of course uh, every Sunday morning, eight to ten, getting you ready for your football Sunday over on Sports Grid. Uh, you can check all your local listings for Sports Grid Television, which is a lot of places now, which is pretty cool. And uh, you can check out In This Ring if you like wrestling talk. I do that show as well, just for fun. And, of course, the Fantasy Black Book every year for football and baseball. And so baseball will be out later in December, but football's out every June. And uh, like I said, guys, thanks for inviting me. This was super fun. Of course, man. You're also one of the ones that do multiple sports like that. With uh, like, just I know two. you do the bait. Just that's where I cut off. Guys like Chris Meany. Guys you know, like Adam Ronis who could do like three and four. Like, I got, I don't know, you know, they don't have kids. That's the difference. Yeah. Like, you know, like once you get kids and you could do one sport well, you like, you just, you go two. Okay. After that, you're just pushing life. You're just pushing it. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but football is my, uh, my passion right now. And I got to tell you, man, it's, I'm so happy we have games to talk about. Mm-hmm. I was so sick to death of like, we've been doing draft prep stuff since May at fantasy pros. Like, all right, already. I just want to actually watch football and have things actually matter. So finally nice to be getting games right now yes yes that echo that for sure and again if you have not got exposed to joe you need to change that right now make sure you follow him at was it at joe pisapia 17 right that's correct there there we go if i looked at the uh under your uh under you right there i would have just not even had to ask a question but that's all right you knew it off the top of your head that's what a pro does there we go (laughs) Uh, next week we're gonna have another great guest joining the show so make sure you stay tuned for that until then everyone be safe out there Enjoy your seven hours of commercial-free football, and we're going to make like a bread truck and haul these buns. We'll catch you guys in the next one.